Hello. This is Movie Podcast Evangelion. I'm Dr. Movies. And I'm Rachel. And today we've got two on the tap for you. Uh-huh. Two yeah. movies about sex work. <laughs> two <laughs> movies good. starring Richard Gere. Yeah, and Hector Elizondo. Yes. He's also in, in these. minor roles in both. I know, yes. Yeah, so it's kind of a funny coincidence there. But um, yeah, we're going to be talking about American Gigolo from 1980, directed by Paul Schrader, mm-hmm. and Pretty Woman 1990, directed by Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall. Uh, and I think like the the part of the reason why we we decided to do this pod is because I've never seen Pretty Woman before, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's significant. You know, I think it's watching. a rich text. It's a rich text, and it was a very popular film, and it remains, I think, popular to this day. I know a lot of people who rewatch it. Yeah, and it's, really it's enjoy no, it. yeah, it, people really love this movie. Um, and then you know, American Gigolo, nineteen eighty, whatever. But they recently made what turns out to be a sequel series mm-hmm. for Showtime, starring John Bernthal. Correct. So they're both, I mean, in, in their own ways, like you know, contemporary and relevant. Um, yeah. But I mean, they're they're both great studies into those times. But I, I think like the, the the approach that Gary Marshall and Paul Schrader have are completely different. Yes. Uh, and the movies are not alike in tone whatsoever. No. Um. Let's begin with American Gigolo. Yeah. Let's do it. So. Here we go. We're in the eighties. We've mm-hmm. got an eighties car. It's driving. Uh, down Malibu. Yeah, we're listening to "Call Me" by by Blondie, which mm-hmm. I didn't realize was for this movie. Uh, That's interesting. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I was looking it up after because that explains I, I, why I they reuse it like five it, it, and times. And it's part of the actual theme. The, uh, they use yeah. like an instrumental version. Uh, I liked that a lot. I liked the music in this movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see like the the LA landscape. We see you know Richard going to different. His character named Julian K. Um, mm-hmm. Making different stops. He's you know drops this lady off, um, and then his first stop after that is to like essentially his his pimps. Yes, uh, who's and a his woman. his a pimps are woman. Swedish women yes. essentially, or a Swedish woman. Yeah, uh, we immediately see some breasts. Yeah, showing right breasts, away, and he's very cool about it. He's Swedish just like, he's, yeah, he's, I don't want to stand like, by yeah. them. Whatever. He's, Who cares? He's not. He's not like a wooga. He's, he's all business. He's, he's all business. He's cool, calm, and collected gear. Yeah, the gear that we know and love, and perhaps the only gear that the there only is. one that he can do, which um, is fine, because the through line of both of his performances in these films is just like I'm unbothered. I'm unbothered. Even he, when I'm bothered, I'm unbothered. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll probably get into it more later. But like, speaking of the performance and being unbothered, um, his character is going through some rather serious things in this movie, and it mm-hmm. never feels like his response is appropriate. Um, just like to, to, to sum up, you know, he's been he's working tricks. Um, mm-hmm. Older he, women. Older women specifically not, seems not, to know what he he doesn't is uh, have sex with. As he says in the first scene of the movie, retarded faggots. It's it's rough, honestly. Um, like when he said that, I I was shocked. Like my mouth yeah. dropped. Like I was just like I couldn't believe. It. It's like okay, but it's nineteen eighty. It's nineteen eighty, baby. It's nineteen eighty. We say and this stuff is a rough like that trade. still. Yeah, and it's like, that doesn't mean the character is okay. bad, even necessarily. No, uh, even though he he says uh, horrible slurs <laughs> multiple times in the I, movie. I also kind of wanted to point out that these both these movies are kind of like in a liminal decade because one is. 1980 mm-hmm. and the other one's 1990. So we have like a lot of 80s tropes in, in Pretty Woman, yeah, the 1990 absolutely. movie, and a lot of sort of 70s feel, yeah, um, noir feel in the the 1980 movie. Yeah, um, because they're like you know on the cusp. They're not like it's not a fully 80s movie, it's not a fully 90s correct. movie. They're influenced by the decade that that, that came before. And I, I would say I decided this movie I felt like was a noir to a certain extent. Yeah, like an no, LA noir so. film. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's set in Westwood, mm-hmm. a very sort of 
cleaned up yeah super Westwood, affluent. uh sort of affluent but like kind of hip yeah like there's record stores and stuff which is yeah. just not what that place is today like it is very collegey still yeah. but like yeah. it just doesn't look like westwood looks very nice yes and yeah, ordered and it's not to say that Westwood isn't nice now, but like it's it doesn't look aesthetically pleasing yeah. like it did in 1980. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we we both spent a decent amount of time over there. And it's kind of funny just to see like, oh, there's the theater. There's. It's, yeah. It's you fun know, to like point to stuff in, in, in movies set in the city that you that you live in being like, oh, I know. Yeah. I know that thing. I know this thing. I, I go to the gym in Westwood, but it's a Hertz in this movie. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, oh, they, huh. oh you, my, my gym you... used to be a Hertz, you know. <laughs> cool. Right. Right. Um, so, we, you know, he's, you know, riding around doing tricks. He's talking with his pimp about, I don't want to do X, Y, Z. I have a job for you. Okay, whatever. Um, he, you know, we see him at home a little bit, you know, getting ready. He's learning Swedish. He's learning Swedish because um, he speaks six languages. He speaks six languages, which we learn. Because often it seems like the cover for a lot of it is they're like foreign business women or wealthy women in general coming into town mm-hmm. and they want translators slash guides. Right. Uh, and you're also an extremely handsome man. Right. So great combination. He does light calisthenics in his, yeah. you know, room. Like Same he, tone. His body isn't like, like, you know, by the standards of 2022. He's not ripped, he's not ripped but yeah. he's like, he's got a very good body. He's got a very good body. He dresses great. What and would you put him at? Like in this movie? What, what, what how what, old what, is he? Oh, he, uh, he's like 30 or something. Yeah, he's like, I'm I, getting older. Yeah, but he's not, but he's not an old guy whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He's like not even an older man. Yeah, I don't even um, think he has gray in his hair at this point. No, no, I think yeah, his, yeah, his hair is like fully dark. But, you know, you also see him, the, the, the clothing in this movie is immaculate. Yes. He is dressed amazingly and they draw attention to it later when. He cares a lot about it. He cares he, like, a lot lays about it. He lays out his yeah, clothes. He's like, got like all seven laid out. He's got like the ties and the matching. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it's something that I, was interested by watching this was like how like his Swedish pimp at one point later on in the movie is like, Hey, I taught you everything. I taught you how to dress. I taught you how to make love. And you see him like when he's working, it is like in, at least like to my eye, I'm just like, Oh, like this is such a, a, a female focused view that he takes right. which is then really put into contrast when he goes on the Ryman job uh-huh. um, and he's kind of subjected to more violent sexual inclinations right. from from the husband of the woman that is he's being paid to have sex with. So like right at the very top there's a contrast so his pimp is like a Swedish woman but he also has this like sort of other black pimp Bill played Duke. by Bill Duke. Which is so, he looks so funny in this movie. Yeah he's still a big guy yeah. and he's kind of like well you know you could be doing you know men you could yeah. be doing this rough kink. trade yeah. stuff kink and he's just like no I, I don't, don't do, do that. that. Yeah. But he agrees to go to Palm Springs mm-hmm. to do a job. Yeah. And, um, you know, but it's, and the black pimp sets it up for him yes. and he's just like, uh, I don't know about this. Cause you usually give me like, you know, like kind of rough stuff, rough, rough stuff. And he's just like, no, nah, it'll be fine. But so he not really fine. Yeah. He out. goes and he meets the husband and the husband's like, I want to watch. And he's like, okay. And, and then sure. he's like, all right, that's fine. Like, it'll cost you a little more, but like yeah. whatever. And then the husband's like, you got to hit her. You got to hit her. And it has to be from behind. Yeah. And just like being like very violent about it. And mm-hmm. like where, whereas like you have like Julian Kay like talking to the wife and like very gentle yeah, tones. Yeah, he's just like, he's I'm like, here. I'm here. Well, it's going to be your okay. Like, I'm going to take care of you. Like whatever. And then he's like, you got to slap her. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. There's it makes it clear it's really here. like more about what the husband wants. 100%. than what about, And he doesn't like that. 
But I think that there's another, you know, kind of parallel or contrast being drawn here because right before he goes on the Ryman job, you know, he's like, you know, I don't do kink. I don't do like whatever it is. But he has a, a chance meeting in a bar uh, with uh, with a woman who is not as old as some of the older women, but she's kind of. Yeah, yeah she's, she's middle aged, whatever. She's like but maybe she's gorgeous, 40. whatever. Uh, yeah, her um, name is Lauren Hutton. Lauren Her name Hutton. is Lauren Hutton. She looks great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Love the bob. Um, but he, you know, he's kind of, he's he's trying to turn a trick. Yeah. Uh, but then he finds out that she's married and he's like, you know what? I am i don't get involved in this sort of way, in a chance way. Yeah. She she doesn't mean to attract him yes. by speaking French, but she does. She does. And then he's, he's sort of like, oh, you didn't realize what this was. I'm, you know. Well, yeah. She's like, how much would it cost and he's like, and he's oh, like, like then for you, one he's night? like, you've made a mistake. Yeah, because she, she speak about it says, openly. she's like, how much would it cost? She's like, oh, for one night? She's like, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I won't do this. She's like, well, what about one fuck? It's like, whoa. And then he's just like, that. You, this is not tasteful. Yeah, and he like gets up and leaves. And then he goes to this really rough job in Palm Springs, like mm-hmm. immediately from, from there. Right. And I think it, it's a parallel to how the main characters are treated in Pretty Woman because Richard Gere in that one when he's mm. picking up a prostitute he doesn't mean to be and neither does she so like, in oh, both okay. these movies the love it. interests aren't intending to be with prostitutes yes. but sort of end up being intrigued by the prospect and pulled in yeah and pulled you know? in somehow yeah um, so he goes to do this job, um, and then we we find out some so a short time later that the the wife has actually been like slain. She's been yes, brutally murdered. The wife that he has been paid to have sex with in Palm Springs. Yes, uh, with the violent husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's so, re- he's reading the paper, and he's like, "Oh no, I think I yeah." He's reading had the paper sex while Lauren lady. Hutton is like she because they, they've they actually they did start to to have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like wandering. She's a, she's aggressive about it. She's just like she's oh, pursuing him hard. I do want to have sex with you, and she's he's like. like yeah, yeah, I have okay. a husband, but he's not here. So, mm-hmm. and she like shows up at his apartment, um, and she's she's she is definitely the pursuer in this right. relationship. Now he is he has a house, you know, in a nice area, but like he's still sort of like precarious. He's dependent upon yes the generosity continuing of to have sex with these older yeah. rich women. Yeah. Um. So There's he's a like, scene with, like the stereo, right? He has all the class, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. He's not really rich like they are. No, he doesn't have like uh like material stability. Like mm-hmm. there's a, a like a bit where he's actually laying in bed with Lauren Hutton and he gets he's talking to some one one of his one of his regulars on the phone and mm-hmm. he's like kind of trying to like like I don't know like have like phone sex kind of but like only in a way to like keep her intrigued and then, like you hear him talking he's like no like I don't I don't need the stereo but yeah. and so she's like she's trying to take it back which kind of sets up sets up stuff with that character later on in, in, in a good way but it shows that like he doesn't nothing that he has is truly his right uh, and you know that's that's kind of the attitude from both of his pimps as well. It's like nothing that like what you do actually does belong to me. Yes, um, which is not it's saying it out loud now. Not a part of Pretty Woman at all. Pretty nope. Woman doesn't have anything to do with pimps. Nope, they're yeah. not. It's like no, nope, that's totally totally separate. Um, but you know he sees the news about the 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 Palm Springs wife having been killed, and then he finds himself. Uh, you know, being interviewed uh, by Hector Elizondo Correct. about what's what's going on here. He's just like, hey, so this woman died. You're a prostitute. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what's, you, what's the story? You, are like, you involved? And he's just alibi? like, hey, be discreet. Like, I have yeah. a lot of, you know, rich women friends who don't want it known that they're with a prostitute. Yeah. When, they're, when I'm escorting. Um, 
can we just like I'll answer your questions, but can you just keep it on the down low? And so Hector's and he's kind, kind of, of like, like, well, unfortunately, mm, maybe. Like, I need to like get alibis from certain people. And that mm-hmm. ends up being a major plot point is his yeah. inability to get alibis from his regulars because right. they don't want to blow up their lives. They're Correct. totally willing to sacrifice his, even though it's like, I truthfully was with you that night, but you mm-hmm. won't say it because it's going to bring you too much embarrassment. And then he you know tries to go to Bill Duke, who originally sent him on the job and say like, hey, I think I need you to come up with an alibi for me because I didn't do it, but like everything seems to be pointing in that way. Mm-hmm. However, I'm being framed. He my, immediately is like, I'm being, I'm being framed. framed immediately. However, my, my issue with this entire plot line, which is like, this is the driving plot of the movie is this, mm-hmm. this murder investigation. I don't feel like his reactions ever rise to the appropriate level. He seems like, kind of like nonchalant about stuff because he's Richard. Gere. And yeah, because it, it's like, it, it, I find it a very a really limiting factor. It, I mean, it is a limiting factor. There's a scene where he's talking with his Swedish woman pimp, and she's like, "Oh, you did it, didn't you? The Ryman murder." And like dot mm-hmm. dot dot, they're silent. She's like, "Well, it, it's okay, Julian. Like, it doesn't matter." He doesn't deny it. He doesn't really even have a reaction to it. And I'm like, I don't understand yeah. what this like what this is trying to give me, except for like it's hard for me to care about his fate when he seems so passive. He's a very he's passive very passive, person. and there's no like. You ne- there's never really like the sense of dread or paranoia that you would want no, from like yeah. a noir noir. Yes. Because he has to be so cool. Cool. Um, he's very good at that. He's very yeah. He's very but good at that. I but I think it does limit some of the stakes. Yeah. How, how we how we internalize it as an absolutely audience. absolutely. Um, and then we have you know I think there's a comparison that we can get into with Pretty Woman later, but mm-hmm. at one point he's. You know, he and and Lauren Hutton have been sleeping together for a long time. They like they really enjoy each other's company. Like she has a complication with her husband. Well, we should describe what that is, which is the fact that her husband is a like running for Senate. Yes. Um, So he's a politician and like a very well-known politician. Yes. Um, However, okay, maybe I missed something in the movie, but uh I'm like, this wasn't like that was kind of like a red herring. Well, only in, I don't know that like, yeah, it didn't matter too much to the plot, but what it allowed us to do is like have a scene where the Senator sort of confronts him and he's like, you know, I'll pay you however much she's paying you not to see her. Like just get, I don't want this trouble. I'm seeing her because I want to, and she's seeing me because she wants to. It's like, it's not about the money. Because it's, it's becoming about something more, just like in Pretty Woman. Like it's, it's, about it's, something it's more. the yes. slide of the transactional relationship to yes. the real. However, the love. hiccup in in for uh, Richard uh, Gere and Lauren Hutton is that there's this real a scene that I really liked. Um, it's it's kind of obvious, but they're she's like stressed about a something, but he's like coming coming on to her and like they're they're kissing and they're kind of like rolling around in bed, and then he starts to like undress her and she pulls back and she's like. I, I'm not really in the mood and kind of walks away and he's like, what's going on? And he's like, well, like I, I love kissing you. I love, you know, lying with you. Like it's so wonderful. But like when we have sex, you go to work. Yeah. And that was I, an interesting, scene. I can't bring you any pleasure because yes. you're, because you're working and you totally disconnect once there's like the actual sexual component, mm-hmm. which I did find. It, so it's a much more, well, cause here's the thing. Paul Schrader's a good writer. Yeah. And like, this movie's not one of his best movies, but like it, yeah. it, it, the logic of it is incredibly solid. And the dynamics between the John and the, the John S and, <laughs> and him, the prostitute, are 
nuanced yes and developed develop according to like an emotional logic that is very satisfying Uh, yes Um, and i also think that like they're nuanced in a way that like yes like that kind of line feels obvious but the way that their plot resolves i find satisfactory in its kind of vagueness because there's mm -hmm. no real resolution of her saying when we have sex, you go to work. Like it's it's not really. It, he's just like you want me. He doesn't overcome to give up. that. He does not yeah. overcome it. He there is the 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 constant theme in this movie is isolation and loneliness, and he is a deeply lonely person mm-hmm. who cannot make those real connections. Who cannot even with a woman that he is in love with or falling in love with, he still can't. Yeah, and th- there's a scene where she asks like, "Where are you from? Like, what's your story?" Yeah. And he's like, "I'm from this bed." Yeah, uh, which is a great line. Yeah, because and, and you never learn. Yeah, you you, never there's learn no about like him. there's no backstory of him because no. like that is what he is to yeah. himself. Yes, and he's like, I, and he also expresses, he's like, oh, but I I kind of like my gig. He ha- tells the story of like this woman. He likes she's, dressing. She's he been likes, neglected yeah. for ten years by her husband. She hasn't had an orgasm in ten years, yeah. and I took three hours to get her off. But once I did, I felt like I had done something. Yeah, he said I had done something worthwhile. Done something worthwhile, um, and he's also hanging dong in that scene. So that's yes, cool. you see. Is full ass dick, full ass dick uh, which is great. It should be. There should be more of it, but there you should know, be more of it. And but like moments more like that, it's like okay, like, like I then I understand. Like that brings nuance, or I guess like may, actually not nuance, but clarity to the scene where he's like, she's like, you know, when you when we have sex, you go to work. He's like, well, you want me to give up something that I love. Like mm-hmm. there is to him a genuine enjoyment of his job, but it stops at like it for him. It really stops at things that are in his comfort zone. Yes. Like he's not a, you know, I'll do anything kind exactly. of sex worker. Exactly. Um, but what he runs into is the fact that when you're in this world, like you eventually have to confront yes. those situations yes. because he's being framed mm-hmm. um, because he's a prostitute and like, why not frame a prostitute? If you're going to frame someone, yeah. um, it works well. And no one believes him, and the cops don't give a shit about him, yeah, and they're, they're like, assholes to him. Um, like, all right, we're gonna have to come arrest you. And like, you. the cops are like, "Oh, we don't like." It's very plausible you didn't do it, but right, like, what are what what are we supposed yes, to do? Yes, there's like, like a sequence that they're like, "Yeah, well, if you are being framed, like, then we want to like still fo- just find out." What's yeah, going they like on. let him go because they're like, "Well, you might be right, and then it'll be easier for us to find the real killer." But you're even, in grave personal danger. Yeah, and there's like, but we don't care because you're a whore. Where, like the head detective is like. Well, um, like it, it could very well not be you, but we don't really have another super viable suspect, so we're gonna have to go with you. Sorry, and it's like, oh, oh my god, horrible! It's like, okay, and he, so he gets very desperate at that point. He's like, I need to figure this out. He goes to Bill Duke. He's like, you're supposed to be have been working on this alibi for me. What's the story? Mm -hmm. And this is where we find out like what's actually going on with the framing. Where it's like, okay, the pimp is is in on it. Yeah. So like Bill Duke's uh, like boyfriend, who's who's also a sex worker, (laughs) was involved with the Rymans, and then he's the one who like got rough and and killed her. But he's like, I don't want my boyfriend to get in trouble. So we're gonna frame you. We're gonna frame you for it. And it leads to a pretty cool scene, really well lit scene where he's trying to find the jewels. Yeah. of this murdered woman that has yeah. been planted in his apartment. He's he like tears his up. apartment yeah. up. It's kind of like the conversation. Yeah. He like tears through his car and he finally finds it and then he throws it at the pimp and he's like, there, you want these, yeah. right? Yeah. And this is like his big scene to get like really angry and emotional and upset, but Gear can't really get there. He can't get Because he's saying the some there. like very like intense stuff. He's like, I will do gay tricks for you. Like I will, I will do, do anything. anything. I will do anything. Like, you, can, you can have 70% of my profits. <laughs> yeah. You can have like, and just completely desperate and mm-hmm. he's 
kind almost there. Uh, unfortunately, you just don't really fear it, feel it no. from Richard. No. Uh, but he does the other stuff well. Yeah, he does being cool very well. And then anyway, we, the movie sort of just ends because he pushes the pimp off the balcony. Yeah, he pushes him and then he's like, oh, I didn't mean to. And I, I try to save you, but you die. He Sorry, dies. You, you fall. Goes to jail. Mm-hmm. For, for specifically the Ryman murder. It yeah. doesn't even seem to be really about what's happened to the pimp. Right. And then she, Lauren Hutton, comes and says, okay, I will say that you were with me. I will, I will, be I will your throw alibi. away my relationship. I will throw away my social status. Mm-hmm. And... And I will be your alibi. And I would love to know what you kind of made of, of, of this ending and what you took away from it. Well, I'd love to discuss the ending because it, it is none other than the famed pickpocket ending, <laughs> uh, also called the Dostoevsky ending, yeah. where essentially, and Schrader has done this at least like five times in yep. his movies. He's ended a movie like this, which is the man in prison or exiled in some way yeah. and a woman in her benevolence and, and pure love you know, touches yeah. fingers with him through the glass. Yeah. And they are separated yeah. in some ways, but in some ways they could never be more bonded yes. because the, the grace of this pure woman uh, has met the purity of heart of, of this man, or maybe yes. not. But, you know, the, despite the, their complications, there is a true selfless love at the center I think things. so. However, watching it, I do find that it has like a slightly sinister undertone to it. Well, yes, because he I is- think... And totally indebted to her at that yes. point. And I think that the Dostoevsky ending kind of always is that. Because like it's if like, you think about crime and punishment, yes. like mm-hmm. it's not all good. Like this woman comes to the prison he's still in the fucking every gulag. day, but he's still in the gulag. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. he's still there. Yes. And so it's like Paul Schrader, you know, I think if the thesis of his sort of work is mm. just like it can only get so good, but that's yeah. good enough. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. be, like love is... All we have, and it's sometimes it's not enough. Yeah, but it is worth pointing out that yes. it exists yeah. and flows. Yeah, um, Paul's good. Paul fucking rules. Yeah, he's, he's good. Even even his movies that are just okay for him yeah. are still like they're still very they're cogent. They have like well developed themes. Mm-hmm. Like there are lots of weaknesses with this movie, but the way that including the fact that like. Richard Gere is so limited in mm-hmm. his range, but like the actual stuff that they're giving the character is like, okay, this all makes sense. I understand. And yeah. I'm, I'm invested in, in knowing, in knowing what happens to you. Yep. Um, but you know, good the, dialogue. The, the, like the ending of the movie is just so sad to me because he's still isolated. He's still like held apart with the glass. She has her, her hand against it. And he, he doesn't even meet her as an equal. He leans his head against the glass, mm-hmm. like, and just like silently, is is subservient to her in that mm. way and it's like yes like we know from that he character that, that she's good but like it's no different from him saying to bill duke i'll do whatever you want i'll do gay stuff mm-hmm. i'll do kink i'll give you it's like he she has a hundred percent of the power and he has none which has been the the theme of the entire movie like you know going on in the entire despite movie. the fact that he, the reason he does it is for the appearance yes. of power yes. and the appearance of status that's what that is literally that is his true payment yes it's more even so Absolutely. than the money because he could make more money if he did rough trade stuff but yes. he doesn't want to do that he want what he's getting yeah in exchange for sex is 
the appearance of like a, a class status. Yeah, a class status, and it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, and I think this is actually a perfect way to segue into into Pretty Woman mm-hmm. because like Richard Gere's motivation in American Gigolo is also partially like class status and like a kind of like kept man sort of sort of life where it's like mm-hmm. all of the things are being provided for him. He just has to show up and look good. Yeah. Um. And that in the week, so we kind of reverse the situation in Pretty Woman mm-hmm. where he becomes the John. He is now the John. Although the ultra he is rich the John. same character in terms of his personality. Yes, he, he the, behaviorally entirely the same. The it, only thing that has changed yes. is his circumstance in the plot. And he's 10 years older and he looks great in salt and He pepper. looks incredible in both these <laughs> yeah, movies. Yeah, he by really the way. does. He is truly operating at uh, his absolute physical like, peak. Kind of, yeah, kind of. I mean, like watching both of them, but like it, he's just, he's a smoke show. Yeah. He is just constantly smoldering. He is the divine masculine. Uh, I mean, truly. I mean, like I, you, you look at it and like you're talking about like, you know, his, how, how his body looks in American Gigolo where it's like he's not super ripped. He's not really defined, but mm-hmm. like th- that type of body is often, even now, like what a lot of like women will point to is like, oh, that's like the ideal male the body. The ideal male body. And he does it. This is what the ideal male body looks like, folks. It's, you don't you have to cope like with it, it, but it's but. true. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, thank God in Pretty Woman, we get to see basically the ideal female body. We sure do, because... The, not, just like the 90s girl body. Yeah, Julia Roberts with her classic white girl body yeah. of the 90s, just absolutely stunning. Yeah, she uh, looks amazing. In uh, this sort of It gets better when she takes off the wig. That she's in. Yeah. Um, showing it off. Showing it off. So we start with Richard Gere. He's at a business party yeah somewhere in you know upstate new york and he's just like oh sorry hold on like you know like i'm he, he's breaking up with his girlfriend actually oh all right because he, he's phone. like i want you to be here at this event with me and mm-hmm. she's like well you never give me any warning you just tell me what to do and i think that i should just like move out and he's like okay fine fine if that's what if that's what you want to do then that's okay he hangs up the phone he goes down to mingle oh he's actually bothered he's actually he's already in la at this point because this is he has to borrow Jason Alexander's car. Right. And Jason Alexander's like, Don't bother Where, don't don't fuck up my car. It's a stick. He's ship. like, Yeah, I can drive stick, but he cannot. He can't drive stick, but he's gotta go. He's got business to conduct yes. in LA. And while we get the kind of opening credit montage of him driving around, it's interspersed with our introduction to Julia Roberts. Yeah. Uh, who is a hooker. Um and yes. we get this sort of like weird scene. So this movie was begun as a drama. And sort of morphed into a romantic comedy. Yeah. Um, so there's still sort of the fingerprints of what that movie might have been. And they're most visible in this scene where the women are sort of talking Any about their life as it's the two whores. of them, where it's Julie Roberts and the other actress whose name I don't know, but who uh-huh. plays her her hooker friend. Yeah. They're they talking about like, grim oh. shit. Yeah, they're like, oh, you you spent all the our rent money on drugs. Yeah. And then they're like, one of their pimps is just like, hey... If you want to work it off, then you, like, whatever. And then, like, they see, like, one of their friends is, like, getting pulled out of a dumpster because she's been killed. And it's just like, (laughs) wait, what? And Hank Azaria is one of the cops in, like, a very small (laughs) role. He's just like, ah, this hooker died. And she's just like, oh. Oh, man, I'm so shaken. But it's like. But, but, like, the stakes of it are never really played in the actors. I never feel like Julia Roberts is in danger or truly vulnerable. Right. Like the dialogue doesn't match their reactions to it. It's it's just kind of like, oh, this is the world we live in. This world of sex work and selling your body. But like, there's never any like, oh, fuck. Like that was my friend. She died. It's just like, oh, she died. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you were to do that, it wouldn't be a good romantic comedy. You can't do a romantic comedy comedy because that's too upsetting. So you would think that they would remove all that dialogue entirely. Yeah. But they 
didn't. They didn't. Uh, for so some instead, reason. it just kind of grates awkwardly ar- yeah. uh, against what comes next, which is they're on Hollywood Boulevard, uh, yeah, hooking. street walking. Um, I like that they don't try to make Hollywood Boulevard look nice because it is shitty. Except for they have this like homeless guy or someone walking down the street going Hollywood City of Dreams. What's your dream? What's your dream? And it's just like okay, okay, all right, whatever. <laughs> I mean, like it's true. Like on Hollywood Boulevard, on like the Walk of Fame, like. There are a bunch of weirdos. It's true. That's very true. Like, honestly, if there's, you know, if you've never, if you've never been to LA, but you've been to, like, New York, compare it to, like, the the trashy tourist of Times Square. Yeah. Like, that's what it is, except it's 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 definitely worse. Hollywood Boulevard is... is it sucks. Don't... It, it sucks. Go to Musso um, and Frank's and nowhere else. <laughs> Leave Hollywood Boulevard. Don't do that. So, you know, they're, they're street walking on Hollywood Boulevard, and uh, they see... The, the a Lotus, the, the, mm-hmm. the car kind of zigzagging around like, oh, that's and a fancy car. Julia Roberts immediately knows that it's a Lotus. And yeah. She's like, oh, that's a cool car. I know about cars and I'm an enthusiast of them. Yes. It's relevant for one scene only. Yeah. <laughs> because she, the, she's like, that's an expensive car. I'm going to go talk to Richard Gere. And, and her friend is like, you know what? Just go go for it. Like, don't accept anything less than $100. Mm-hmm. And both you and I were like, a hundred dollars? That's like not a lot. But it's like, okay, it's it's nineties money, so, so it's different. It's inflated, but still. Yeah. So what the fuck? Oh, okay. Sorry. So she hops in Richard's car, but like there's some negotiation where he's like, Hey, I'm trying to get to Beverly Hills. Yeah, he does he's not trying to pick her up. No, he doesn't really it's not really computing for him. He's just focusing on mm-hmm. getting to where he's going. Just like in American Gigolo, she's just not trying like- to pick him up. And then she's like, I'll give you directions for $20. Mm-hmm. And he's like, $20? And she's like, price just went up to 30 or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, okay, fine. Get like, in. Get in. And then he's like, oh, wait, like you're a prostitute. <laughs> um, and she's like, yep. Uh, and she's like, you don't know how to drive this stick shift at all. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, yeah. He's like, have you ever driven a Lotus? No. Well, you're about to. And she's excited by that. Because oh, yeah. he's she, like, oh, I get to drive a Lotus because she's uh, apparently such a car. And her face like, Can you lights up in such cylinders? childish glee. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but so she gets to drive it. And then she drives him up to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And she's like, OK, well, thanks, mister. I'm catching a cab. Uh, do you want to have sex? And he's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, oh, but I then couldn't. he sees her sort of just sitting on the bus stop bench. And he's yeah. just like. His daddy instinct. Kicks yeah, they, they in. kick. You actually, you see like the moment that it happens. Yeah, you see it happen like, on his face. Ah, I like, must. I must. I care. can't. I must care for this woman. She can't just be <laughs> on the streets. And he's like, "You want to come up?" And she's like, "Oh, uh, to here, Mister." And she's like, <laughs> he's like, "Okay." And he's like, "Here, put my trench put coat my around trench you." Coat. And she's like, "Why?" And he's the, the, like, "The common theme is that she's like oblivious in a dunce." Dumbass. This is the thing that people I don't think understand about this movie when they think about it. Like, Julia Roberts is a moron in this film. She's like, like, what is this? A hotel? He brings her in. She's like, got her like tits out. Yeah. Like her, like, uh, you know, her whore costume underneath. And everyone's sort of like looking at her and he's just like, can you behave? Yeah. Um, Can you just But he's not too bothered by it. He's like sort of amused. He is. He's he's amused by it. But like she, like, you know, he's like, try. Try. And she's like, she's oblivious. She's just like, oh, what? Am I not supposed to look like a whore? (laughs) Like I'm giving her a, a voice. She's not really. Doing She's a not voice. doing a voice. She's like roughing the, the her voice up. The character is from bit. Georgia, but like this is the spirit of the character is yeah. that voice. Um. So, 
Oh yeah, I forgot to say he, she grabs his dick in the car, and he like he like he's totally cool about it. Oh yeah, it. He's what is he like, saying? Oh, he's are like, you grabbing like, that my dick? Sounds, he's like, oh, like that sounds really hard. And she like reaches over. She's like, not yet, but it has promise. And he's just like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Oh, crazy lady. Uh, like, just he's just too. Too cool. He's too cool. So she, you know, they end up going going up to to the hotel, and she's got her boots on. She's like, "Go ahead and pay me." He's working, and then like eventually she gets down to business. Yeah, and she's like, "Let's have sex." Here's all the condoms, and he's just like, "This is tawdry." <laughs> like, I, <laughs> oh, let's just you? talk. You know, the classic like, "Let's not let's actually have talk. sex." Let's just let's talk just first. Talk. Uh, and then she says she's watching with terrible excitement uh, uh, the episode of I Love Lucy where she's like stomping on the grapes. Yeah, and she's doing her Julia Roberts and she's laugh. Laughing. She's laughing. Like, <laughs> she's like, she's like kind of like folded on the floor. Like she's a child. Surrounded by snacks and he's like sitting she's up in She's behaving his chair, like a, a 12 year old. Looking down at him just like a doting father. Like a doting father. And it's like, holy Christ. <laughs> <laughs> please. Please restrain It's very yourselves. daddy. It is very daddy. Um, he's the ultimate daddy in this So movie. then she like sees him looking at her and she, he looks up at him and she She's like, hi, daddy. Like, <laughs> okay, okay, I'm, to be clear, that is not what happens. No. But she gives him a look that says that. Yeah. Like, it does. are we going to actually have sex now? Yeah. And he's like, okay. And then, great line <laughs> coming up. And she's like, I don't kiss on the mouth. And he goes, neither do I. <laughs> and they fuck. Like, um, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you, because they're both not vulnerable people. They're, uh, don't worry. The movie makes it very, 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 very painfully, extremely obvious that they want you to know that these two are so alike. Yeah. And their jobs are kind of the same. Aren't they kind of the same? Are they kind of the, they both have struggles with vulnerability. And, uh, and at one point, Richard uh, Gere says, he's like, yeah, like we... Like, we're just the same. Like, we both screw people for money. And yeah. Like, oh, all right. There's a lot of lines in this movie where, like, the subtext is very plainly stated after a scene yes. that you would have. You're like, no, I understood. Yeah. Like, I didn't need you to say that line as well. So so they have sex. They have sex. And I, I want to get to yes. one thing, which is that he gives great receiving blowjob face. Yes, he does. He goes down on him <laughs> and he and like he's like. Mm. Like, but like, he's not like overcome. He's not like, oh, but he's just like, mm. because he's cool. Thank you for the blowjob. He's like, as he's receiving the blowjob, he's very like, mm-hmm. and he's this just is like, exactly what I expected. Like closes not... his eyes once and then he's like, all right. Yeah, and then it, it cuts. So funny. So then, of course, she's been wearing this awful wig. Oh, it's hideous. The whole time. It's but criminal. then, of course, the wig's off. Yeah. When, uh, he, when he wakes up in the morning, she has she's, her beautiful, natural Julia Roberts. Spilling all over the blown sheets. Blown out, yeah. curly hair. Oh, she looks incredible. And uh, he feeds her room service. He's like, I took the liberty of ordering everything. But there's like four things, um, and that's it. Like, cool. And this is the point where the movie essentially becomes Pygmalion. Yeah. <laughs> as, uh, where it's just like, okay, I'm going to refine mm-hmm. this prostitute. Yes. Who is oafish Make her and into clumsy a lady. and like doesn't know her social graces. He's like, yeah. here's my credit card. Go buy mm-hmm. yourself a dress for tonight. Yeah. Because I want you to stay for the next six days. I want you to yeah, stay for the so week. And she's like, you couldn't afford it. And he's just like, mm, yes, I can. I mean, because it's also like, girl, look around. You were in the penthouse. Yeah, like she's a she's oh, a like moron. The she's she's like, like, no she should have seen clues. this guy's like, oh, I can milk this guy for 10,000. Instead, she's just like, 3,000 whole dollars, mister? That's crazy. You're going to give that to me for staying with you? And you're like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, dude. Like, yes. He's I mean, like a billionaire. There are honestly so many points in this movie where it's just like, no, like a, a person who lives in Julie Roberts' circumstances uh, would not be like this around the the opportunity to get a lot of cash. And and she's not like 
she behaves as if she's the greenest prostitute ever. <laughs> yeah. But like she's not. She's according not, she's to like, the, I'm kind of new, but I'm not new new. Yeah. So the way she behaves is not really very logical, but whatever. It's a movie. Whatever. Um, so, you know, she's not like other girls. She likes cars. She eats straight carbs and um, she negs him a little bit. She's yeah. spunky. But, you know, they have good banter. They, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> they get each other back with, with their little lines. There's, it's a neg off. It's, it's, it's a neg good. off. It's very They have cute. great chemistry. Mm-hmm. They really, really they do. They do. Yeah. Um, so he gives her his credit card mm-hmm. to go buy a cocktail dress. On Rodeo Drive. Uh, yeah. So she calls her hooker friend. She's like. I need to get a cocktail. What, what should I get? She's like, well, you have to go to Rodeo Drive, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and, and, and here we get the introduction of uh, the actor Hector again, yes, uh, who is yes. the concierge of the hotel. And he yeah. immediately understands that she's a prostitute. And he's, and just he's like, like, ma'am, please come over here and talk to me. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I, uh, you know, he's like, so you, which guest are you staying with? And there's like a whole routine of like, she doesn't know his last name. He's like, oh, and I assume that you're his relative she's like niece she's like yeah she's like niece. ah oh niece. okay it's like and uh, then, because then, you know she is there is an age gap there is, there is a significant age gap and he's like okay whatever and then <clears throat> and through this this conversation he's like you know i just need it to be clear like uh i assume that you will not have any more relatives staying at our hotel mm-hmm. like you essentially not you're not going to turn tricks here long term right like, she's like because no. because the guy that you're with is such a special guest mm-hmm. will tolerate it he's but, like, massively like, wealthy he's massively the movie wealthy wants you yeah to he's know treated that. like royalty everywhere that he goes but so she goes to uh rodeo drive uh to mm-hmm. pick out a dress and this you know sets up the iconic scene for later she goes into a store where these two bitches in like a Prada store or Chanel store are like you don't belong here and she's like oh he's like please leave and she goes and she's like she actually this is when she actually runs into Hector Alonso and uh, Elizondo and has that conversation and she has just like pulls like wads of cash from her purse (laughs) and she's like I was supposed to dry a dress with this. I've never used money before. And like, he's she's like, all right, well. Born yesterday. And sexy. you almost see that like, he has like a similar to Richard Gere, but different. Mm-hmm. He has like a fatherly instinct. I would call this grandpa mode. <laughs> like he goes into like grand uncle mode and he's yeah. just like, I will refine you. Or like gay grand uncle mode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, he's where like, he's you just know, like, I'm I will calling teach up you. So and so in the women's clothing department, go over to get a dress. Like I'm going to teach you which fork to use at mm-hmm. dinner, et cetera, et cetera. Because Richard Gere is going to take her out on a business dinner. Yes. Uh, so she's made over. Mm-hmm. He comes and he sees her and he's like, oh my God. She's wearing like an awful 90s dress. It's, but like, she's like, wow, what a glow up. Her hair is all like 80s, 90s. Yeah. Out. But you know, sure, whatever. But sure. Now what told Richard Gere up to this point that he could trust this Moron? Cl- clownish oaf <laughs> of a prostitute to be at a sophisticated dinner? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing but he's at all. he's just so uh, taken by her. He's just He charmed. brings her anyway. Yeah. And of course she like charms the sort of no-nonsense working class Grandpa. millionaire who's like builds ships yeah and he's, he's like, like okay but, you know my company still makes things and all you do is move money around and sell the parts of businesses that you buy and later on she's like oh so this is your job so it sounds like to me like you steal cars and you sell them for parts yeah and he's just like well i guess i do but it's legal so we both screw people for money yeah <laughs> like, okay i get it i get it so the the businessman the older businessman is charmed by the prostitute but the but the business dinner doesn't go well because richard gear is like i'm going to take your company apart yeah. and he's just like you, you'll fight i'll die before i let you do I'm that i'm going to get you 
leaves and so Julia Roberts was like wow that was intense that was really intense and we weren't talking and mm-hmm. that seemed weird and he's just like well I'm just having like an ethical crisis and she's like I get it you know yeah and then she's like okay like let's just let's just watch movies let's just, just watch movies and out on the couch yeah. and like okay well I'm gonna you know you go ahead and do that like I have to go out for a little bit which leads to the funniest scene uh when she goes downstairs to find him at 3 a.m. Oh, yeah, because he's clearing his head by playing a mellifluous tune on the piano. He's surrounded by, like, the service workers who are, like, you know, taking a break from their job. Yeah, they were just cleaning up the catering from the yeah. evening. And he's just going and ham. like, I didn't know you could play piano. And he is, like, really. And he's just like, I just don't play for people I know. And she's like, and then he's like, seems like get you out. want to be a little vulnerable. And he tells all the caterers to get out. He's <laughs> so like, that they can fuck in the piano room. And they do. And yeah, and then he eats her pussy on the piano. Yeah, crazy stuff. Okay, um, actually, this is a good time to bring up the rating, which we think might be R, but we haven't looked. Yeah, let's look it up real yeah, quick. Yeah, Dr. Moves is going to take, take a look for us. It is rated R. Okay, so with this movie being rated R, I have a criticism, and it's they don't use the rating. No, they don't use the rating. There's there's barely any swearing. There's barely any swearing. Um, there's barely any nudity. Yeah, they, they could really... They cut away for all the sex scenes. The sex scenes are pretty good. They're better than the sex scenes in American Gigolo, frankly, just in terms of like yes, me feeling like something sensual is happening. It, yeah, it's true, because in and American Gigolo, he's nip. at work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, you see some nip, but it's like, okay. But uh, not too much. I almost feel like if you're going to be this this lax about your R rating, you might as well just cut it to be PG-13 well, or use it. Uh, yeah, I agree. But, you know, Swear. it's a rom-com. Say, like, fuck a little day. bit more. Yeah. It's more of a romance than a comedy, we decided. Yeah, but it definitely. Is, it wants to be a little more four-quadrant. Yeah. Um, so, like, they have, like, so when he's, you know, playing piano, whatever, they have, like, a, an emotional breakthrough and they seem to be like really really having a fun time together mm-hmm. i think this next day is the scene where he's like hey uh, i thought you only got one dress that's weird she's like well they wouldn't give me anything so, all right well we're gonna go to this store and actually the funniest scene in the movie is yeah. about to happen. and then there's like a guy who's i can't remember the name of the actor he's in a lot of good he's stuff. in a lot of stuff but he's but really funny he's like i know uh I'm going to spend an obscene amount of money here. And he's just like, oh, oh very well, sir. He's like, do, you, do you mean uh, profane or truly offensive? Yeah. Like, offensive. Yeah. And he's just like, you need to suck up to us. And he's just like, oh, yes, sir. You're quite handsome and very powerful as well. And he's like, not me, her. And he's like, oh, yes. It's, we it's were really, really laughing. Really, yeah, we were really genuinely laughing yeah. with the movie. And this is more sort of wish fulfillment. It's the women be shopping. Women like, be shopping. Because, like, part. I mean, I don't even love to be shopping that much. But, like, yeah, I do. would love to be shopping yeah. like this. That's so it's great. Yeah, she spends an obscene amount of money and then goes back to the other bitches on Rodeo Drive and she's like, big mistake. Huge. I could have really fucking spent a lot of money You work in commission, right? Yeah. So, I, you know, having never seen Pretty Woman before, I've never seen the realization of the scene. Mm-hmm. I will say it's very satisfying. Those bitches yeah. were bitches. Those high school bitches. Those high school bitches. So uh, he takes her to the polo grounds. Yes. Which is which is where wardrobe. like like plot part two picks up. Yeah. Because Jason Alexander is suspicious. And he's just like, is this some corporate espionage going on? Like, you've you, you've been soft before. ever since yeah. you started hanging out with this girl. And he's like, Richard, it's not corporate. Not Richard. Uh, it's, Richard. It's like <laughs> Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander. Philip. Philip. It's not corporate espionage. She's a whore. And he's just like, whoa. 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 And then, then Jason Alexander immediately whoa. approaches her and is just like, what if I buy your services after you're done with <laughs> him? Like he's like a total slime ball. And she's just like, ugh. She's like, well, yeah, sure. And she and she's mad because she's like, you, Richard, have betrayed my trust. Mm-hmm. Like you, I can't believe that. Like, why did you have me, you know, go shopping and put on all these clothes and do my hair, whatever, if you're just going to tell everybody that I'm a hooker? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
sorry. You uh, son of a bitch. And they have a little fight. Yeah, but he's then... like, and he says in a very dadly way, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend the next three days arguing with you about this. I oh, said yeah. I'm sorry and I meant it. He's like, hey, I'm talking to you. I, yeah, I'm, like, like, I'm talking to you. Get over here. Get over here and listen to me. It's just like, oh, daddy. Okay, pop off, I guess. But that's what, like, I'm not just saying, like, daddy to be funny, although I hope it is. But, like, that is the the sexual dynamic yes at, like, i'm not and and the movie itself would agree like the screenwriter would agree with me yes i think it's daddy not, dom bratty it is, sub it's daddy dom bratty sub like it is it is pygmalion it is my fair lady like it is a older man older rich man remaking a sort of rough woman with potential yes. who is sexually who gives him you know it's not the manic pixie dream girl it's the Whore with a heart of gold yeah. with spunk. With, with spunk. Who like, and like, gets you out of your shell and gets you to be like vulnerable. And there's like multiple times. One scene where he's like, you could be so much more. You're so yeah. bright. He's you like, you're so, so intelligent. It's just like, at what, at what point <laughs> has she shown you anything resembling intelligence and it's like, in she, she's a sweet woman, but like, my yeah. God. <laughs> but she's an idiot. She has she's no skills completely. or education or aspiration. Or aspiration or like really like any like social awareness. She's not like, oh, I'd really like to be a fashion designer. It's just like, no. The like, most that you hear from her at the end of the movie and she's like, I'm gonna, I'm leaving here. I'm going to San Francisco. I got pretty good grades in school. I'm like, oh, that's all. Oh, you- really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said that you were a high school dropout, but okay, whatever. Um, And so like they have this fight and then like their relationship continues to deepen mm-hmm. uh, and they have like a He tells real- her about, you know, his troubled his childhood trauma. with his dad. They go to the park and read Shakespeare quotations. Yes. Oh, they, and they go to the opera and they go she's to the op- mute. And she's he's, so mute. He has this weird monologue about like, if you've never seen opera before, you take, you know, some people will never let it into their hearts, but other people are struck by its beauty immediately. Like, what are you talking about? And he's That's like, not he's like true. all of a sudden revealed to be an opera head in the same way she was revealed to be like a car girl. You're like, okay, sure, um, I guess. And she like loves it. She like cries at it. She cries. She's like, I almost pissed my pants how good it was. <laughs> um, and he's just like, oh, well, at least she was moved by it. At least you know, she was shows moved by she's it. She's a, a woman of class despite her rough exterior. I know. It's like she, she still, she can have some sort of taste. Um, mm-hmm. And then so that night he is, so he falls asleep and she, crawls up by him and she brushes their lips together and she finally they finally kiss they on finally the lips kiss. The it's like time. and they make sensual love through a lattice uh-huh. <laughs> of some that was sort. something in the 90s that happened a lot we were making love through a lattice through a lattice um and while the camera dollies sort of just slowly sl- by. side to side um yeah and and she he, says i love you and, and he's he, like whoa he can't say it back yeah. you know he's 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 frightened um and as it's going on i think like so i think like this next morning it's like going to be the last day and he's like you know i really would like to see you again um you know i would i would i i'll set you up with a condo i'll get you a car i'll make sure like you you're not you're not going to want for anything um and and, it'd get you off the street and she's like pissed yeah she's just like you asshole like i I can't believe you're treating me like that i used to dream of prince charming coming and rescuing from me from my white tower and the difference between that dream is that he never offers her a condo. And he's just, and then he says something that's very reasonable, yeah. which is, well, you are a prostitute, <laughs> and this is as far as I can take it right now. Like, Do you this, know what like, I mean? Is like, all, this is a big step. For and me. yeah, he's yeah, he's very vulnerable. And he's like, this is this is major for me. Like, it could be more, but like, this is this is a lot, and like, this is as far as I can go. And like, yeah, to, to the point earlier you're going to be off the streets. Like, I I don't think that it is realistic. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's realistic. It's a movie. But it's like, in what world would she say no? Yeah. Like, at the very least, take the condo. Take the, it's like, he'll be back. And like, we saw where you were living before. Where yeah. you couldn't like scrounge up $200 for rent. Yeah. Like, 
uh, what? But okay. And so they have like a kind of like a blowout fight. Yeah. But it's like a, like, well, I guess we're going to leave, you know? Yeah. And she's like, uh, so he's like, I got to go to work and do this deal. Yeah. You know? And she's like, all right, well, I'm going to pack up and whatever. Like, they right. kind of reconcile, but it's still like, she's like, I can't accept that. Like, I'll see you through the end of our arrangement. But like, no, no mm-hmm. for anything after. So he goes to work and he does the deal. But he's been changed. But he's been changed by her moral sort of ethical heart. And yeah. he decides not to dismantle the guy's company. And yeah. instead, to he's going to work with him to build ships for the U.S. military. And they're like, we're going to build stuff together. And we're, and, and the audience goes, yeah, Yeah, he's learned. Yeah. <laughs> and Jason Alexander is furious. He is so He was going to get, you know, a couple million from this deal. And yeah. now he's not. So he goes to the penthouse. Because he's trying to find Richard Gere. But yeah. Richard Gere decided to, to walk home. Yeah, because so he's he shows like, up you know, there, barefoot in the park and now. And he's like, where is he? He's like, well, uh, he's he's not home right he's now. He's not home right but now. But she like lets him in. Whatever. She, she lets, lets him, him in. in. And then and he sexually tries to rape her. Yes, he's like he like sits down. She's like keeps like scooting away. And then he's like, yeah, well, I'm so pissed off. I'm so and, pissed like, off from losing. Like, I'm gonna rape you. He, like, hits her across the like kind yeah. of like in a, in a shocking display of violence. It's in this the, movie. the movie goes from zero to sixty in just flat. But then don't worry. Richard Gere runs in, beat like punches Jason Alexander he in the throws face, throws him out, and she's gets like, get him the out, fuck out, and then. Julia Roberts she, is... Like, she, like, she, like, he, like, puts, like, some ice on her cheeks. He's like, how do men always know where to hit you? And, and he says, not all men hit. Yeah, it's <laughs> not just like, whoa, it seems like she just told you a really intense thing. Uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, but I did he's just like, no, 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 not me, though. <laughs> um... And you know, they have like a conversation where it's like, um, like I'm sorry, but like I, I can't accept it and I'm going to leave. And they're both sad about it, but like neither of them folds. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes and she says goodbye to Hector at the front desk. He's and like, you done good, kid. You done you good, really kid. really cleaned yourself up and you're going to go to grad and school now. And you're welcome to come here anytime you yeah. like. And it's just like, what? All right. Okay, sure, fine. Uh, but, you know, so she's at home and she's, she's like, you changed. know, making arrangements to to take off whatever. Um, yeah. And then Richard, Geer, he's packing up and he goes to the front desk and he's like, any messages for me? No. But then like he, Hector kind of like gives him like a tiny lecture when he's like, yeah, he's oh, just like, can you return this, this necklace that she wore to the opera? And he's like, and he's must like, be a shame to get rid of something so beautiful, right? <laughs> we're not talking about the necklace. Uh, and he's like, the, the, the driver took her home. He could take you there again. He's like, it took, if, took if her home. Don't. Like he knows where she lives. So he goes and he gets some flowers yeah, he, he for some reason they have him like walking right by her hooker friend. But, yeah, like, I don't nothing really get co- why that happened. I don't really get why that happened. There's some either. stuff that should have been left on the cutting room floor. It's this like one. whatever that doesn't need to be here. Like who? Like any of like the long business negotiations? Like I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> yeah. This is I mean, honestly also like this. This like women are gonna love this movie, but why are you putting this business shit in here? <laughs> why are you putting this nerd finance this nerd shit, shit in here? I don't give a shit. shit uh, yeah. It. So you know, but he shows up in the corniest way possible. He's, Playing like, opera. Uh, playing opera he's got the flowers and he's like up through the the sunroof and he overcomes his fear of heights to climb the fire escape and and she comes down to meet him she comes down to meet him represents the meeting in the middle and he says I'm your prince I've saved you and what happens after that and the audience says yeah I know and then she says she saves him right back yeah we know and then the bum comes back and he's like Hollywood city of dreams what's your dream what's your dream live it do it be it and then the movie ends why is this how the movie ends like it it, honestly like such like for me a wet fart of an ending of just like it's like they just wanted it to be over and they're like ah like they're in love you get it you get it it's fine this leads me to (laughs) the question that I have for you which is do you like pretty woman Mm. I don't really know that I'll watch it again. I don't know that it has a lot to offer me. Um, 
Do you think it's good? I think it's fine. I think it's good. I know that I know that you really like this movie. I but think it's a I good think movie. It's fine. Okay, and, but I know I think it's fair because I liked American Gigolo more than you did. So I, think I liked it's American a, Gigolo. A, a fair exchange. No, I mean like sure. I like I had a I had an enjoyable I time watching it, it but it. like there are elements of Pretty Woman that to me are like inexcusably sloppy, and especially when I compare it to like the like masterful or like how Paul Schrader weaves in the themes and the development in American Gigolo versus the kind of sloppiness that Pretty Woman handles it with. It's just like, uh, I don't find this very satisfying. I, I don't think either is a realistic portrayal of sex work. Definitely not. Not that I would know, but like, yeah, it American Gigolo, there's so few not like straight male prostitutes that are active and that could like be that successful like it's sort of like not even a movie about sex work yeah as a result like it's such a a a edge case yes or an outlier case whereas and then pretty woman despite the fact that's the fact that there were bones of a drama yeah in it that's all removed uh and those elements sort of tend to clash they with clash. what the rest of the movie is they trying clash to back. do. Anytime that it's like, uh, you know, Julia Roberts in, and, and her friend talking, like that's when like all of the weird gritty drama elements come in, but also the weird gritty drama element of like Jason Alexander attempting to rape Julia Roberts in this movie. Yeah. You're like, wait, what? what? The, like, the I was movie doesn't really want to contend no, with. No, no. It sex work on its sort of own terms, although it wants to use it to like... Uh, you want to use it as an interest point. A sta- yeah, like a status signifier, yes. I guess. Yeah. But, um, and we are to understand that like, you know, he's rescued her from right. sex work at the end. Yes. You know, he's going to he's gonna turn her into an honest woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, in, in a similar way, you know, Lauren Hutton rescued him from sex work or rescued him from jail in American Gigolo. Right. But that one has like more realistic coloring to it, I think, where it's like, it's not just like, wee, and like Pretty Woman is very much wee. Yeah. I, I don't think that the sexual politics of Pretty Women are what you would call good uh, or yeah. progressive. Definitely. It, yeah. is a, yeah. it is a paternalistic fantasy. Yes, 100%. Uh, uh, both from the female lens and male lens. Yes, definitely. Uh, that being said, I think that's the reason the movie works sort of libidinally. It's the reason because women like to, the movie because it is a stomach. fantasy. Yeah. Despite the fact that its politics are aggressive sexually, yeah. it's a fun fantasy to think about. Like, what if I got my whole life paid for what by if a women guy be who, yeah, who could do that? Yeah. Who could do that? Yeah. Despite me not having any. <laughs> and it's not really going to put any demands on me. D- despite me not having any positive characteristics. Other than the fact that I am played by one of the most charismatic women ever to live, right. in Julia Roberts. I, I think that Pretty Woman could be, uh, you know, I think it's fine. Sure, I liked it. Uh, I think that it could be extremely bad if Julia Roberts weren't the lead. Yes, like I think that this movie would it have been a disaster on her so much. with any other than these two actors. Yes, Because yeah, they are up to the task yeah. of elevating this material and making it. Uh, what I would, I guess, say is a classic. Like, yeah, I think, I think people consider this a classic. a classic film. Yeah, for sure. Um. But that is due to them, I think. Yes. And the sort of lizard-brained yeah. fantasy desires that this movie embodies yeah. and, and delivers on incredibly well. Yeah, you know? like, I think that's fair. When that's you read assessment. smut, you want good smut. Yeah. And this is kind of like emotional smut. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's a fair assessment. And 
that makes it a good rom-com. Yeah. Most I mean, rom-coms are regressive to a certain extent. Oh, definitely. Oh, 100%. I mean, I don't... I'm not one to be commenting about rom-coms because I don't like them. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I, I, you're not like other girls. I'm not like other girls. I eat carbs uh, and I know about cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I'll like spit. I'm like, not like other girls. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that I'm just, I, I, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a grump. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I'm a grump at my core. Um, and I find enjoying things like that very challenging. But you enjoyed this. Yeah. I, I could d- tell. You had fun watching it. D- yeah, I definitely had fun watching it. Yeah. I mean, if someone put it on, I wouldn't bitch about it. I won't, I probably won't choose to watch it on my own in the future and just sit down with it. But I'm glad that I watched it. Um, thank you for making me watch this. Two movies. Two movies. Richard Gere. Yeah. Sex, Sex work. work. Movies. Yeah. Cinema. Podcast. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, and we'll be back soon. Woo. Cheers. Bye.